You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. I'm Aaron Richmond. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. I hope you're having a day. Hope hope you're having a good day, good week, all of that. And uh, how's everyone doing? All right. Um, well, this one came, today's episode, uh, wherever, whenever and wherever you're listening to it came up in this way that I was on Facebook. Uh, I was searching, I was seeing a lot of ads, commercials that other podcasters were putting out. And I heard about this guy called Another Noisy Noise. And I love noises. And I thought that would be a, it just, I just loved the title so much I had to, had to look into it. Um, well, come come to find out, I come across a guy by the name of Thomas Burgos, um, who will be joining us in just a minute. And and as as this conversation turned out, as all of them do, um, he really had a lot of interesting things to say. And he really, and I, I must say to to all guests around the world, that I'm noticing a, a consistent trend with the level of appreciation that I'm getting for including you from all over the world. So I'm. I, I am I am appreciative of of how appreciative you are of the product of Aaron's opinion, um, and the global reach that we have now. It's really really quite spectacular, and I spectacular, and I I really really appreciate it. So, um, oh yeah, and in today's episode, um, you know, in in the station down there in the in the editing department, you, you do need to know around a couple minutes into this one. Um, one of the sides of Zoom, we seemed to be Thomas's end, but we weren't entirely sure, seemed to kind of skip out a bit, and we kind of lost the connection for a couple of minutes. Zoom corrects it, but it's a little... Um, guys, when you listen to the recording, it's a, you'll kind of get a little dizzy. It's a little disorienting to listen to it. So that's what that is, in case you were wondering. Um, y- you in the studio, you might, when you li- when you get to this point in the RSS, you may want to edit out you might want to do some construction work, as I say, for that. But outside of it, uh, Thomas recovered from it. Um, he rebounded and he he gave me a really, really good hour where he talked about his life, his challenges, um, you know, his philosophy. Um, and he just he just loved it. He just really enjoyed talking to us. All right. Um, so now uh, let's go. Let's go put on Thomas. Uh, Thomas from Another Noisy Noise. This episode is Thomas Made a Noise. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, thank you so much for listening to this one today. And, uh, oh, oh yeah, um, for getting in touch with me uh, wherever you listen to the episode. Um, and, by the way, j- j- just to clarify, this this information applies for whether you're listening on the radio end, YouTube end, you know, wherever you listen, this information applies to you. If you want to get in touch with me, um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, text or call 1240-681-9869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-6 at gmail.com. Okay, let's bring in Thomas from Another Noisy Noise. This is Aaron's Opinion, and you're listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. So I wanted to uh, get the interview going by, first of all, welcoming you, uh, Thomas. Welcome to Aaron's Opinion. As you just said, it's your first time guesting on a podcast. Um, So tell us another noisy noise. So where did, I would have to wonder, 
what were you thinking about when you came up with another noisy noise? Were you hearing a noisy noise? Were you thinking <laughs> about noisy noises? Or were you producing noisy noises on a podcast to think about noisy noises? What do you think another noisy noise? <laughs> that is an excellent question. Um, yeah, another noisy noise. I was definitely hearing uh, a lot of noises. There are always constant noises going on. Uh, be it just like background noise and stuff. Um, I'm a musician, uh, I guess musician first. Um, so, you know, noises are, uh, they're not uh, unfamiliar territory for me, but there's also like the noise that people make. There's a the noise that animals make. Uh, discerning through noises, especially in a world where it's easy to uh, think of things as you see them or feel them or your own experience, right? Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I want to make a lot of noise about stuff, things I find important, but uh, it's also kind of like a, a jab at podcasts. Uh, I originally, like, I'm not a podcast listener. I mean, I, I am now, I guess, somewhat, but yeah, uh, a lot of the podcasts I was turned on to just sounded like a bunch of noise, you know, uh, straight opinions without a lot of wiggle room. So I wanted to make uh, another noise in the universe. <laughs> and that's what this podcast is, basically. <laughs> you know, I'm pleased to help you. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to help. So Thomas, as I've said before, but to introduce myself formally to you, as I said, my name is Aaron Richmond host of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community, um, a podcast to which you do not need to be blind or have a disability to participate, but most of the guests, or many of them, are blind or have a disability. Many of the guests you will certainly meet after this recording once I add you to the WhatsApp group. I, I appreciate one thing. I noticed one thing that you said in all of that noise that you just gave me. You said that you were listening to podcasts and you felt that a lot of it was just noise, and not a lot of wiggle room. Well, you know what? The funny thing about that is I was doing the same. I was listening to podcasts for people with disabilities, and I felt that they just were not open enough. And I, I'm really interested that you also noticed that, that a lot of podcasts are not open to having guests, are not open to having a first-time guest on a podcast. And know that Aaron's Opinion is, is the nicest and most open podcast on iTunes and YouTube and um, now the Helium Radio Network. But it is, it is really important to be open to guests and to, and to be welcoming. And I think that that's a huge, um, a huge gap, a huge chasm that I see in the industry. And um, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, that, that some of these podcasts are great. But they're just, they just don't really seem to have a, um, they just are not receptive enough to guests and to audiences. So I'm already a teacher. I've been teaching for six years and I just love talking. I love talking every day. I love educating people. I love sharing my opinions. I love making noise about, you know, current topics or topics from philosophy, politics, uh, disability issues, law, you know, you name it, Thomas, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to engage the topic with you. So, for example, um, until I saw your boosted post on Facebook, I had never heard of your podcast. So what are some what, what are some topics that you like to cover and what's a really interesting topic? Or let me let me ask it this way. What is an interesting topic that you want my opinion on? Let's start there. 
Oh, that's wow. That's a really good, really good question. I definitely wasn't expecting no, that. No. Um, oh, stra- you know, strap your strap yourself. This is always act. This is an action packed show. So you really got, you really got to, even though it's your first time, you really got to, you really got to bring, you really got to bring your game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you definitely have to bring your A game here. No question. No question. Um, so what do you sure. think? Go for it. Well, um, I, I don't think I've covered anything ex- that exactly falls into the realm of your podcast, but that doesn't mean a whole mm-hmm. lot, you know? Right. Um, I've covered uh, some topics dealing with, uh, like, the formation of INS or, you know, uh, yeah, INS <laughs> and, uh, and stuff like that. That was the last episode. I covered a little bit of the Bracero program. Well, let's and, uh, let's define like let's define some some acronyms. So, for the listener, what is I? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of like failing on that right now because I don't think that it's it, it INS is still. I think it's just like Homeland Security now, right? Um, yeah, I am so sorry. <laughs> no problem. So on but, uh, this on this podcast <laughs> where you mentioned that topic, what what do you want to ask me about that, or what what did you already cover? about that topic so try to try to recount for us if you want all right well the episode goes back in time in 1917 when the bracero program was instituted um it was essentially a broker like a deal with mexico in the united states uh for labor um but it wasn't uh they weren't offering any kind of like immigration for it and a lot of uh they took It's all right. Are you there? Hello? Okay, I cannot hear you. Hello? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I still cannot hear you. What is happening? Goodness. Notification center, calendar, four minutes ago. Error between Zoom meeting, today at 20. All right, well. Hello. There's that microphone. Hello. That one's working. 
Yeah, are are you there? Yeah, are you so there? Can you can you hear me at all? Yes. I'm getting a reading, but uh, Yeah, I can Thomas, I can hear you. If you can hear me, we can keep All right. Going. That should be better, but I still don't hear you. Uh you should be able to hear me. This, yeah, I'm oh, looking my at goodness. my indicator. I'm yeah, I don't know what's going on with with Zoom or I don't know what's I don't know what to make of this, Thomas. Um Are you there? Yes. Oh, my speakers are working for the audio that's on my end, but I'm not hearing you. What is? Okay. Well, I don't. Uh, my green light is on on my audio, so I definitely you should be hearing me. Hmm. Hmm. Um. It's okay, Thomas. Uh. Do. Um. Oh. I hear you now. Hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's let's just roll with the punches here. No problem. You know it. <laughs> no problem. Okay. No problem. That's okay. No no worries. So let's go from there. So you were saying something about Mexico. Just do the best you can. Go go for go, yes. go from there. So yeah, like I, I guess I was saying, uh, touching on what I had said previously, uh, it's an ableist society. Um, I think anyone can tell that just from going out into like public spaces, but, uh, the same, the same kind of like, um, not treatment, but essentially treatment, but disregard for, you know, people with disabilities is kind of a shared thing. Maybe, I mean, it's obviously a different extreme to everything, but with, uh, you know, people from other countries, especially like our neighbors in Mexico. Um, so, reading up on those stories thinking about family members of mine who uh not only are, are mexican you know but yeah i don't know i just yeah it's an ableist society and it also and it, you know a lot of xenophobia goes into that and just misunderstanding not even trying to understand people or you know be interested in them at all i don't know it's it's kind of a terrible thing do you have any thoughts on that though i mean In other words, I I do I do agree with you that I think that in America we have some serious problems with the way that we go about treating people. I I do find, and I've done a lot of traveling around the world, that I have found that there are problems um, in every country. Um, and please, listener, do not think that there are not problems in other countries. In fact. There are plenty more of them in other countries. We Absolutely. Just hear, we just don't hear about it because we're complaining about the problems in our own country. Sure. Um, I, I think I think that, that you've said a lot, you know, that, that, that it's a lot of interesting things. I think you're, you're absolutely right, though, that America is very, very, um, we still need to improve a lot how we treat people with disabilities and the opportunities that are given. And one of the most important things that someone can do if you maybe are blind or you have a disability or you just want to talk to people, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast, reach out to people. It never hurts because that is a really good way. That is a really appropriate and a really effective and a really and a really rewarding way of communicating your message of knowledge to, to the world. And that's really what I think about that. Sure. Yeah, I, I love that because it is very rewarding. 
it's rewarding in the sense that you are able to well it's not even that you're able to communicate or you're making an effort to communicate you are essentially being inside of and of the world instead of taking what is given to you you know oh sorry am i too loud no no um instead of just taking it in and, and, and just you know whatever you hear or see on television you're actually you know engaging in, in being interested in other people and that's very important uh, because the, you know the ableism in a lot of like everywhere you go essentially uh stems from that because again there's a disregard and a disconnect and and it's it's terrible and i absolutely hate it <laughs> I absolutely hate it, but uh, hating it doesn't solve anything. Um, you know, being again, being aware, uh, having conversations, even if it's like you know, you're a solo host, you know, so you talk, and I'm sure you don't always have a guest, or maybe you didn't in the beginning, so you got your word out, you know, and that's very important. And then you got the engagement, and it's because people are finding themselves interested; they are willing to throw away you know their comfort comfortability levels and make themselves uncomfortable and there's no need to be uncomfortable we're human beings and we're the only species on this planet that can actually communicate with each other with various languages be it but we can't talk to trees and birds and so on let's use that more right so i, I love that point that you made though yeah it is a, it is rewarding but the reward is knowing that you know, it's not for not, you know, and when you make connections with people, I, like you said, I ran an ad, you saw it. I did not think anything was going to come from that other than trolling, which I got some of some explicit uh, things, but, uh, which is fine, whatever. But uh, I met you, you can you approached me and that's awesome. That's amazing. I, you know, after being trolled all day and receiving your message, it was uh, refreshing but um yeah you know I, I didn't have my guard up i was just like yeah let's see where this goes you know i yeah and i'm happy to be here <laughs> i guess so you mean what you mean to say is in podcasties in podcast language after being trolled all day you were more than happy to be trolled by by, by a podcaster with a disability <laughs> I'll be. I'll take trolling from anyone. <laughs> you, you'd be happy to be trolled by Aaron's opinion, right? <laughs> what did they say? Uh, any press is good press, something to that degree. Yeah, you yeah, know. Which is why, <laughs> you know, well, which is why a lot of the people on on my WhatsApp group they always say, oh, on my on my YouTube channels they say, you know, somebody thumbed down my video, someone disliked my video. I reply to their message, good, good for you. Yeah. Because it's only it's only promoting you further. So the yeah. more, quite frankly, it's very sad. But the more hatred you get, actually, the further you end up going. Um, in, well, you're, in you're getting term. people thinking, right? You're getting right. people engaged, like regardless of their, uh, regardless of how they react, which is it's just a reaction, right? It's not a, a critical thought, you know. Regardless, they're still engaged. They're thinking about what you created. And coming from music, that's a big thing for me, creating things, you know? Sure, sure. So let's talk a little bit more about your background. So you're, you're a musician, but what other things have you done? You know, what what about your, um, you know, work life, if you want to talk about that, you know, th th things like that. 
Um, well, uh, I, I have worked a lot, <laughs> um, which is whatever. Uh, I've had a lot of restaurant jobs uh, from, you know, the, the bottom, I guess, bottom floor all the way up to running the show. Uh, stuff like that. It, it was fine. Um, cooking is also an extension of my me, you know. And uh, there's a tradition, you know, with my family. I mean, we have very, like, specific dishes um, that they make. I don't make them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I've I, I worked and uh, did the music thing. I've done the music thing since I think I was, like, maybe eight or nine. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just happened. It just happenstance. I walked up to a piano and played, I think it's, like, for Elise. Because I'd heard it. And that's how I learned music until I started, or until I was taught, I guess, like uh, sheet music. And uh, yeah, and my dad's a tattoo artist. Uh, so I grew up in like an artistic kind of like surrounding, you know, not just him, but going to his business that he, he's owned and operated for almost 40 years, you know, meet a lot of people. I grew up really fast. My mom was a single teenage mother. So she had me when she was still 15. I think she turned 16 maybe a few months later. Um, so my dad came into the picture. I was probably like eight, nine, or 10. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, growing up in that environment, being around just adults who can censor themselves around kids, but uh, why? You know, why shelter or why, you know, don't be crass around kids, right? I guess. But, you know, yeah, I'm grateful for that experience for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've traveled, traveled a lot. Uh, Mexico is the only place I've ever traveled outside of the country to. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I just kind of graduated high school, took off, and uh, lived on the road for a couple of years. And I made my way back to Kentucky, which is where I was born, uh, Fort Campbell Army Base. My mother's father was in the military. And uh, yeah, made my way back to Kentucky, and I've been back for uh, 13 years, four, 14, maybe 15 at this point. I'm 36. I'll be 37 soon. So lived a lot in a very short amount of time, I feel like. <laughs> and what brought you to Mexico? Um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a honeymoon uh, with my ex-wife. I've been married once um, and in it amicably. But, you know, yeah, it was fun. I don't know. It was nice to be there. I've never been, and I plan on going back soon, um, later this year. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been all over Europe. I've <laughs> I've never been to Mexico, but I've been all over Europe and one of the countries um, near South Africa. Um, but yeah. So, are you? Um, do you also work as a tattoo artist? Do you also have your tattoo license too? No, no. I uh, I apprenticed uh, under my dad. And I ended up buying out the share of his tattoo shop for body piercing. So I did that for a very short amount of time. And then I got enlisted in a rock and roll group and I went on tour with them and he was pushing me out the door. He's like, go, go do that. That's what you're supposed to do. And uh, I don't recommend it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I did that for a little bit and I ended up just kind of like drifting around like for like a year and a half. And so I ended up, back in Kentucky and Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky is where I'm at right now. And yeah, I don't know. And where did the group travel to? If you're on tour, where did you go on tour? Well, they, uh, let's see. So we, it was a very short 
tour, we went up to Detroit, as far up as to Detroit. I don't remember a whole lot. This was like 20 something years ago or a little less than. And then we went all the way down to Florida. And I remember we went as far, we didn't go very far west. I think maybe we went as far west as like Kansas. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of like a, a loop, you know? And we made it back to Kentucky and that was it for me. I had already recorded on their record, done that work and then did the road gig. And they pretty much just like, here's your money, you know, good luck to you. And so that's kind of, it's kind of story with music and me, you know, until recently, but yeah. So what's, what music do you still um, keep up with and play today? Well, I have a band called Baby Bones that is, um, it's, a, it's awesome. I mean, not just the music is awesome, but the whole, as a whole, it's great. Um, it's kind of a democratic, I hate saying that, but it's a kind of democratic like group. Uh, nothing gets past anyone without a vote, essentially, or we talk about it on end. <laughs> but um, it's four guys, and it started as a three-piece, but it's uh, it's punk rock, metal, and, like, surf, kind of. But it just explores that kind of area of rock and roll music, essentially. But uh, I play – it's the first time I've ever played lead guitar and sang at the same time for – multiple songs <laughs> so you know i love learning new things i love doing new things and you know obviously doing them well so yeah there's a lot of ways baby bones rewarding but we got started by doing a um it was a uh, uh, matt bevan was a governor in kentucky before the current one and he was uh he was terrible for the state he was a shill he wasn't actually a politician uh, he was just placed here to disrupt uh democratic uh bills and laws and he did that for four years. It, it was terrible. But a bunch of musicians put together a compilation. That's actually how the band formed. Uh, we did one song and recorded it for that comp. And we were like, hey, we love we love each other. We love this. Let's see where this takes us. And yeah, it's been three years almost. So we just dropped a single. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. You know what? You know what I could do if you want. If you if you want to do this, you do not have to, but you're welcome. Um, after um, after we record this, you can send me an MP3 um, of one of your songs, or maybe a song that you wrote yourself. Maybe if you want to write an original, um, you're more than welcome to send it to me as an MP3, and I'd be I'd be more than happy to tack it into the audio of this podcast. It won't be sure. on the video, but I'd be more than happy to put it on the audio for you. Um, sure. It's a lot of you know I like the creativity and the construction work of, of a podcast anyway, so that's pretty cool. If I can include someone's, someone's music, so that's that's really really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about um, what's your? I mean, outside of your own group's work, what is your favorite artist to sing? Your favorite artist um, to sing, just in general. That's oh, well, I don't have I don't exactly have a favorite. So maybe this ties into another noisy noise. But sure. there are people like, um, I think his name was Carl Winslow. No, it wasn't Carl Winslow. That was the guy from uh, the TV show. Uh, he was in Police Academy. He can make and emulate any noise that he hears. I can't do that exactly, and I don't have perfect pitch. I do have excellent relative pitch. So it's kind of just a, a, a need, like a t not a tick per se. It's not like that, but... I have to do it. So everything is great to me. Every sound is great. I can find something inside of everything. And, you know, and also I can look at something or hear something and be like, that's not for me, you know, but that's definitely for somebody else. 
but I don't know. I like singing with women a lot. I like that timbre of their voice, and I like singing with people not in English. Even if I don't know the language, I can, again, emulate the sound, the vocal inflections, um, and the dialect a little bit, uh, just to work on harmonies and stuff. But yeah, odd bird. I'm an odd bird. <laughs> it's, that's a really interesting answer. I think... Um... I think actually a lot of people would say that, that they, that if you sing in another language, um, you know, it, it would help you. I mean, can you sing in another language? Uh, I can sing in Spanish somewhat. Um, I learned Spanish pretty late, but so I'm not great at it at, like, at all. But, you know, if I'm feeling it, you know, I can't do it right now. If that's what you're going to ask me next. <laughs> <laughs> See, fleet footed. <laughs> That was a very, you ducked that one. You saw that one coming in. Uh, you really, you really got out of the way of that quick. Woo. I, I threw the boomerang too. I was like, oh, I can speak, I can sing Spanish, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, I see. Well, okay. And I mean, how do you spend your time, you know, on most days when you are not performing or singing or things like that? Most days are, um, I had surgery back in December, so I'm still kind of healing from that. Oh, I had, gosh. oh, it's fine. It, well, it, it's, it wasn't minor, but I had two discs replaced. One of them fully replaced, like with a cage, and then the other one is like a partial uh, to grow and graft onto the bone. Um, but yeah, I had to get that done because uh, work. Uh, a lot of the jobs that I've had, aside from kitchen, have put me in precarious situations. I've been what's called tombstone pile drive, where you're standing straight up on the ground, you know, like normal, and something hits you straight on top of your head. And uh, I've been in probably 14 or 15 car wrecks where three of them I was driving. So as a passenger, yeah. So I've had a lot of extensive, like, you know, damage, I guess, done to my body. But aside from that, um, yeah, I spend most of my time healing. <laughs> But writing, uh, you know, doing advocacy things, uh, work. I'm working with a friend. He's an immigrant who we're trying to start a business. Essentially, uh, we're kind of between nonprofit and figuring that gray area out. But we're essentially hoping to start like a production house to help people that wouldn't normally in the industry get a foot in the door where you know, they can't afford it, or maybe they just, you know, there's the inherent things that exist, you know, not wanting to talk to someone because they're whatever. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing that. It's, it's in the process right now. So I'm excited about that. Spent a lot of time with that and music and writing and drawing. I got back into drawing uh, because I did the record cover for the album that's coming out for Baby Bones. Um, it was the first piece I had drawn in probably uh, 16 years. <laughs> like actually sat down and like draw, drew something, painted it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now th that really, that really resonates with me because a lot there are, we have a lot of people having nothing to do, just stepping away from the music for a moment, right? Sure. You have a lot of people in recording and in podcasting that want, even the smallest opportunity. There are a lot of people who want to be on a podcast network. There are a lot of people who want a radio slot, you know, things like that. 
you know, things that thanks to God, thanks God I have now. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Because, I never got a chance to tell you. Because, yeah. But my, my point is, is my point to you about it is to say that I really, really want you to, to open a company that directly helps people in music or podcasting or immigrants or disabilities, because yeah. those, those are the people who quite frankly, get discouraged the easiest. And those are the people who we really need to hear from in society. Absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies um, that have done similar things, um, and there there is a company that I I know of. One of my contacts in the podcast community, uh, he now he he of course happens to be blind, um, but he he's done a lot himself. He he was a musician. He's also done a lot with acting and things like that. So, you know, there, there are companies that do that, but you generally have to set it up as a nonprofit. And I would say you would have to do several things. You'd have to have the, the recording label for uh, artists, giving artists a chance to produce their, their music, and then also have a podcast side or maybe some sort of an online radio. You know, that's my advice to you is to do three, three or four different things all of which contribute to a content creator's success, whether it's, you know, a musician that need, but all musicians need to be on a podcast, right? You're on one. All musicians need a label, right? You're, you know, you, you know, you should at some point, you know, look, look, look into that. All musicians need radio exposure. We're eventually going to be on the radio. So that's really what you need to do. Build, build a company that helps content creators in a lot of different ways because there's several different things that need to happen um, for the audience to notice, but then there's several things to happen that helps the content creator maintain their interest in producing. A lot of people get discouraged. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the goal. All of those are the goal. Um, there's a uh, there's an art, art studio situation being talked about. There's obviously recording, regardless if it's podcasts or music. Um, there's film. Um, yeah, like uh, we we kind of found, we came together and we found that we had the necessary like tools that you would need. You know, they might not be like the top of the line, obviously, but that comes um, with funding and all that. But um, we do have the knowledge and the know-how, um, except for in business. But uh he just uh my partner just finished a business course and um yeah and what i've learned from i guess my father from him owning his own business and just constantly being around him you know and going with him to his bookkeepers and knowing his personal lawyer and being the curious person that i am you know uh I bring that to the table and yeah i'm excited yeah there's a lot of a lot of avenues and there's definitely going to be some red tape too especially when we're talking about immigrants um you know a lot of that uh, a lot of that is baked into the church um just to be open uh you know i subscribe to uh, anarchist theory and have since i was a teenager um and so religion and anarchy aren't ne are never bedfellows but that's not to say I don't understand the value in religion and what people get from that and what people take away from it and how it can do do it for you. You know what I mean? But I will say that uh, the different denominations of Christianity have uh, definitely put themselves, placed themselves inside of that immigration to be not just a barrier, but to also make it to where they have the majority of percentage of like say so 
you know, I can't just march into an immigration center and be like talking to everyone, you know, and I can't just get a job there. I have to qualify, you know, which is fine. Obviously, if you get a job, you have to qualify for it. But there's a lot of tape with that. So, yeah, I don't know. And but with my partner being an you know immigrant from uh, Africa, actually, um, yeah, he's very he's fairly confident that we're going to be fine. And I trust him. And he trusts me in the ways that he trusts me. So. Oh no, it's exciting. Sorry, I just kept going on and on about that. <laughs> well, that's that's what you're supposed to do on when you're guesting on your first fight. You're supposed to talk and talk and talk. This is true. Um, <laughs> um, now, what 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 country is he from in Africa? I've I've been there. I kind of know how life is in that in that part of the world. Where where is he from in Africa? I don't know why I'm blanking on this. I literally featured him for two separate episodes. There was a long four hour long thing I cut in half for two hours each. <laughs> and I've known him for like 15 years. <laughs> he's going to kill me when he hears this. Actually, he's going to laugh. But um, yeah, I don't want to get it wrong. I'm not going to assume. And I, I don't want to text him right now. <laughs> I just spoke to him like two hours ago. <laughs> Uh, oh boy sorry it's been a long day but i'm 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 getting through it and you are carrying me along and i want to thank you <laughs> well you're welcome well we'll we'll well we'll look into that all right we'll we'll try to let's let's try to figure that one out but episode two um, of another noisy noise that's where you'll find him <laughs> and there he'll tell you where he's from <laughs> hmm. well, good um the other, the other really, really, really interesting thing that, that I want to comment on is I, I think that podcasting is one of the most important things you can do because there are no, there's no barrier to, it doesn't matter what country you're from. We have people just on my podcast, say, we have people listening from all the continents on, on the planet now. So we, and the, the radio side, we have visitors from basically like over a hundred countries. There's no limit to there's no limitation there's no barrier to entry once you create an rss once you push record you're in there's no barrier so the first thing these these you know your 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 immigrants and friends of yours who are in that community need to do is they need to get their voice out there onto a podcast whether it's in english spanish french arabic i don't care nobody cares get your voice out there and start educating people about your story. Tell your story. Tell the truth. And that will really tremendously help them. They'll feel confident. And they'll be willing to talk. And they'll be willing to talk to anyone. And that will tremendously help them uh, in building a business or building a great hobby. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, I am falling in love with you every second that passes. <laughs> you were saying all of the right things. <laughs> I wholly, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Now, is that is that a fact or is that an opinion? That is a fact. No, that is a fact. Okay, I, I'm, my cheeks are red. Uh, I'm I'm feeling hot on my neck. <laughs> but seriously, I, I love everything that uh, I, you know. Like I said, I checked you out uh, before I came on uh, a couple of episodes, and then this is a very similar experience. Cool. And cool. I love it. Yeah, cool. you're, you're awesome. I, you're a great I, host. I wait. I, I appreciate it. Now, now this is where I get a little bit stricter. Now, okay. So what what episodes? You kind you, boy, you kind of fell into a trap. Now, what, what <laughs> I know. episodes? What episodes did did, did you listen to? It was uh, they. Uh, it was the one. It was the two 
one of them may be the most recent. I know they both had religious like connotations in their title. Yeah. I can't remember exactly which ones, but I know it's like turn to God maybe or or let God in. And then there's another one. It was uh, one of them was with a person who had escaped a cult. And the mm-hmm. other one, uh, I want to say it was like he 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 was pretty unique. He had some he said something about iron heart or he's known for this. And like, you know, his you know, got to. He told an amazing story that actually made me made me weep. And then when I actually oh, oh I know who you're talking about. You were, you were crying too because how could you how could you not? You know, <laughs> it was he was he was great. He was great. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very yeah, professional yeah. in like delivery too. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, listeners, you remember the first person that made us all weep and really really opened us up really opened my mind that you're talking about preston yule from metal metal mentality um, mentality yes thank you, you. Know, that was that was woof. boy that was that was a recording um really have to strap yourself in for that one um and you know he didn't even know that it would get like that he was all he was all nervous like you were he was all afraid i just pushed record i couldn't get him to shut up you know he just wouldn't stop talking <sighs> And it just got it just got to a point where this is like I mean this is really medicinal I mean this is really what people need to hear, the other one too, um, oh gosh I forget what it's called myself I forget my own titles. Um, yeah he yeah he was interesting he um, was really interesting. Yeah um goodness 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 goodness, um oh god I forget what it's called now but yeah. Um, and it's in this moment you realize I am the one that set the trap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna regret that probably sooner than later. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Let me see if I can rack, if I can even rack rack my brain. Um, um, something about uh, his that was okay. The the guy who got out of the cult, or in his opinion, the cult was brother um, brother Timothy brother Timothy Clark is who that was. Yes, that sounds that sounds right. And I'm glad that you phrased it that way, uh, saying you know because that is that was his interpretation of it. Um, and, and I totally understand where he's coming from, I guess, to some degree. I, again, I've never subscribed to at least Christianity. So, but I get it. And I could definitely see how you could come out of that thinking I escaped a cult, especially if you were doing things that made you critically question what was happening to not just you, but those around you. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I guess. I, yeah, that, that was that was a fascinating one. So the other, you know, social trend and as someone who's blind, I, I study these trends. I'm aware of it. You know, a lot of people are turning away from religion and are into this whole um, anarchist uh, thought um, to which there can be a lot of interpretations for anarchy. So how do you yes. interpret anarchy? Um, I interpret anarchy as <laughs> I guess to put it succinctly, uh, there is no uh, freedom without nothing. In order to build anything, you have to start with a clean slate. Um, and basically, so basically, okay. That sounds way crazier than it actually is to mean. But yeah, I guess I'll just leave it there. Let you run with it. <laughs> okay, so basically, you you would argue that we needed the Big Bang to have the Earth. 
<laughs> um, you know, I would, I don't know if I would ever, uh, suppose any kind of like what, what is necessary to create life and to create this existence. It's a magical thing. I mean, I'm not a scientist, obviously, but I respect it very, very much. I respect this planet very, very much to, you know, as much as I can living in society. Um, because, you know, uh, yeah, we're, it's kind of baked in you know with the structure of a lot of things like public school i went to public school so there was that there are even stricter schools private schools um and, you know and, and all of that and then there's the workforce after that and so on and so forth right i'm it, most people think of anarchy as nothing you know oh just anarchy it's bedlam but that's not at all how i interpret it in any case from like bakken or, you know, the, the big heavy hitters, <laughs> uh, Mao, Zedong, and all that, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There is a danger, though, in uh, strictly adhering to the word and letter of something that was written in a very, very different time. Even if you can draw correlations, maybe your own life or maybe to the lives of others to be presumptuous, you, it's, a da it's a dangerous thing because it is open to interpretation. That is kind of like the point of a lot of theory, right? Um, but yeah, uh, when you said a lot of people are running away with it, you know, they're getting interested in it. I think that's great. Get interested in it, but don't get so focused you know, like a laser. I think that's a big problem with a lot of things. Take, take a step back and look at the big picture. It's very big. There are a lot of people and there are a lot of things that have led us here. What are you going to do to be a part of it? And how are you going to change it? And are you okay if you don't? And, you know, all these things, you know, those are more important questions to me, I think, um, when I think about anarchy, you know, that's building from nothing, though. That's taking a willing hit, an ego death. That's a, a willingness to say, I am not a rugged, individualistic person. I am surrounded by life that is breathing and making noise all the time. And some of them are cries for help. Some of them are, you know, baseless laughter, you know, and whatever. They're just being aware. And yeah, uh, you know, another thing with anarchy is that you anarchists typically don't want a state or like a state run. Um, that's where you get into communism because communists do recognize and that you need a state, you need things, you need structure. People need that. It's inherent in us. We have internal clocks, right? And timing. I, I'm not so inside of it that I don't recognize that either. I would love to see a great society. Notice I didn't say perfect society, but at least a great one that doesn't, that doesn't have a lot of the ills that we have now, you know? In in yeah, that's what anarchy is to me. It is a political solution in a world that favors, I guess, a lack of liberty that feigns, you know, uh, empathy. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. Yeah, the other one that's very common to a lot of common a, a lot of people are into that concept of um, atheism. Atheism is gaining popularity too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, that's a, that's another thing that these are trending, right? Even the word trending is always trending, isn't it? 
But that's the thing. These things have always existed just as much as people being born, being born when people were being born have existed. Ideas, these ideas are the soil. They're also the rain. They're also the fruit, the sustenance. They are the thing that feeds the mind, the body and the soul, or it can poison you. Again, it's a dangerous, dangerous road. But yeah, I choose to not be poisoned by it. I was poisoned by it for a long time. I was angry for a long time. I was very angry. I was a very angry young individual. Um, I used I used my words first always, but then you know if I had to, I would use my fists, and that I hate that. I hate thinking about it. Actually, I'm not proud of a lot of things that happened in my life that led you know to those moments, but they're behind me now. You know, but yeah. We got it. We, you know, communication, it always kind of goes back to that, right? A willingness to communicate too, regardless of language barriers or, or whatnot, whatever barrier, you know, is there can be figured out. We are super crazy as a species, right? We've gone to space. We have cars. We can fish uh, way better than we could 200 years ago. We do all these crazy things. But we're doing them for capital, you know, the majority of the time is for capital. And you need capital, right, to have functioning societies. But where's the cap on that? Where, where does the, where's the line? I think the line has been crossed for a long time. And with atheism, you know, a lot of, you do find a lot of people falling into it because they feel hopeless. Because with, you know, God or gods, whatever, you can find a hope within stories. You can find a hope within Edith. You can find a hope within tales of heroism or sadness, the great divine comedy, right? T stories. Again, it falls back on communication. Atheism is just an idea, just like anything else. If it's not hurting you and you don't find spirituality to touch you, and you don't feel like waiting for it because maybe it will get you. It will come to you. Move on, move around. Life is short. I, you know, I've known a lot of people through my travels and things as well as anyone has and yourself, you know, some of those people aren't here anymore. And there's a lot of, a lot of them are gone for reasons that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you know, life's unfair and all that jazz, but yeah. Atheism in that i think that you can find also anarchy i mean i don't know with religion it is it is wild especially with death so i don't know sorry i got a little on a tangent there but yeah that's what i want that i want to get <laughs> that's the whole that is the whole idea if i can get you on a tangent we can get a great episode recorded so definitely yes mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, that's that is some really some really interesting things that you you've really brought up you know um you know you 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 speak really well you know a lot of my guests each each recording i make i notice that the guests just get better and better and they speak better and better you're very well spoken i really mean it you really have a really good way of telling stories uh were you someone who always liked to tell stories and to have interactions with people 
Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always kind of, in the, as far as animals in relations to humans go, you know, their interpersonal spaces, I've always related myself to a dog. Um, I say hello to people. I don't know if it's a Southern thing, because I did grow up in the South. Um, I don't know if it's so much a Southern thing or, but I, I do try to acknowledge, you know, other people. I love talking to people who are willing to talk to me. I would never force a conversation. But yeah, from a young age, um, I was that, I was that person. Hi, hi, hi. You know, I'm surprised I wasn't kidnapped and maybe I was, and I forgot. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love talking to people uh, who who want to, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm good at putting a pin in it too, you know, um, and coming back to things as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, it's not that I think about it. I don't think about it because, you know, someone, most people have something at least on their mind in that moment, if not something that they've been sitting on maybe for their whole life. Like I told you, I was an angry kid. So I use my words first, but I was very outspoken from a very, very young age. Uh, my uh, dad, I guess stepfather, uh, he's German um his him and his family they fled nazi germany they got they were one of many families <laughs> thousands hundreds of thousands ended up on a boat coming into new york harbor right and he's also moorish so he's black right um so you know having that it was is whatever but it wasn't so much of a thing right he he was never like you know race this race that now he was very explicit like look you don't look hispanic and that's a good thing i'm gonna teach you how to essentially code switch or look uh, appear and act the way you look because it's gonna maybe save your life one day uh you have an advantage and you also have a privilege and i need you to know to not be a dickhead about it so um yeah, yeah i'm grateful for him uh, i love my dad but yeah, I don't know, with all those things combined, you know, I just never had a problem talking with people. You know, people generally come up to me a lot and ask me like, hey, do you know where this, that, and the other is, or where this restaurant is, or whatever it may be. I don't know if I just had that face or, you know, appearance or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it, generally people have something they want to say anyways. You know, even if it's just a bitch about, you know, what happened five minutes ago at the red light. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, I had to let go of that anger. I had to because it was getting me not necessarily in a lot of trouble. Um, my dad raised me smart, but it definitely wasn't helping my call uh, anyone's cause because I didn't have a cause. When I was angry, I was aimless. You know, uh, it was all a bunch of f the system, this and f that, and y'all are this and y'all are dumb, and you just won't get it, and all this, all this nonsense. Right? I wasn't even trying to communicate. Um, I ended up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee for about three months at like a Buddhist like seminary and I didn't participate. I was literally just a fly on the wall, but they let me hang around and, and, and you know, sleep and eat with them. And but, yeah, I, I spent a lot of my time just reading books, reading their books, you know, and, and stuff like that. And, yeah, I still maintain those friendships to this day. But yeah, I, I feel like I can pretty much go anywhere. And if someone wants to hurt me or take any kind of like anger out on me or do something, you know, I, so be it. I mean, if that makes you 
move on to the next step or phase that you need to, or maybe by hurting me badly enough, you'll see that that's not a good thing to do to people. Like I unfortunately have experienced firsthand, then yeah, I'm glad to be that. Even if it's painful for me, that's fine. Like, like I said, life short, you know, you can take a couple of knocks, you know, it's not going to kill you. And if it does kill you, you probably didn't know it killed you anyways. Right. <laughs> we don't know that yet though, for a fact, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of inter a lot of interesting material out of you. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? So what do you think of Buddhism today? Um, Oh, let's see. Yeah. Sorry, uh, my my stuff was uh, glitching out. Uh, Buddhism today, I mean, it is, <laughs> it is. Well, there's different sects to it, of course. Uh, I like Jainism personally as a as a as a theory. They're all like not theories to me, but they're all like theological, right? For me personally, that's how I take religion. I don't take it as a scripture. Um, it is just again an ideas. Uh, things to live by, uh, antidote, you know, the, uh, stories passed down, you know, when people finally figured out how to write things down instead of just saying them over and over. But in any case, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Buddhism is, has been there. Uh, my mom uh, practiced a lot of religions when I was growing up, several. So, yeah, she is back to Catholicism now, uh, and it makes her happy. Uh, I... I think I speak on it in uh, an episode of Another Noisy Noise. I'm not big on the Catholic Church specifically, but that's okay. It's not for me. I'm not going to go out and, again, be negative and tell someone you're doing wrong, this and that and the other. You know, But I will tell them to hold their church accountable. You can at least do that. You know? It's at least really good advice, right? You, we, Whatever we're doing, we need to be held accountable for what we do. And it's, it's a critical thing. I cannot agree with you more that is so good yes mm -hmm. De definitely hmm. so um we really are starting to slowly but surely wind down to basically the last four minutes um and i do like to keep good time so what are some questions you know that you have for me as i say as you've heard me say it in almost every episode, if you can make me sweat, um, if you can ask only one question about me to me, what do you want to know? Oh, I tried to think about this earlier. It, it literally was just like a block. I do want to ask though. So you you say that you're a teacher. Right. There was a, a road. There was a road that you know a path that you had to go down to get to at least like that point. You know, um, I, I've known some teachers, not a whole, whole lot, but, um, you know, they, they were like uh, teacher's aides and, and things like that. Kind of like, an, I guess it's an intern role, but like you have to do it for like credits. I don't know. I don't know anything. I went to culinary school. I didn't go to traditional college. But um, yeah, so can you, so going down that road, you know, there had to have been times where you kind of questioned yourself or maybe you didn't is this something that you knew that you just were going to do like you had this spark in you or did it just like come about through like an instance or happenstance or an experience that you had the second one 
So okay. I, I was studying that. That's an, you asked it perfectly too. That's a great. You ask questions very beautifully. Um, I I was studying international affairs, and um, it, you know, if truth be told, I wasn't terribly interested in what I was studying. But <laughs> I, I completed the I completed the degree, um, and then I needed to figure out what to do. So you know, I don't have connections. But I do have an enjoyment for education and teaching people. And I had a lot of chances to teach uh, throughout my university. And every time I did it, I enjoyed it more and more. So I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I'm supposed to be a teacher. Maybe that's good. Um, and then I discovered that there's this company called Company X. And they were hiring people five, five or six years ago. Um, and it says, you know, work from home. And you can teach the world. And I thought that was, you know, given my situation, my disability, I thought that was a really appropriate and a really rewarding thing. And it really, outside of podcast, it really is basically the best thing that it has happened to me uh, because it's given me a lot of opportunity to connect with great people, teach great students, you know, travel, things, things like that, things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So that, that is my road to being a teacher. And mm. that was, that was an absolutely a, no one's ever asked and you asked it so well i really i loved that question that was so so good so um at any at any rate um you know if someone wants to get in touch with you uh personally um whether it be you know your band podcast how would uh how would they do that uh we have about we have about a minute yeah, you can reach me at another noisy noise at gmail.com on Facebook at another noisy uh, www.thisisbabybones.com. We also have uh, an Instagram, Baby Bones Official, and a Twitter, also Baby Bones Official. Uh, yeah, I'm out there. Uh, Thomas David is the name, Thomas Burgess. And yeah, look for me. <laughs> and, and by the way, how do you spell your name? Uh, so that's T H O M A S B U R G O S, like the city in Spain. It, yep. <laughs> well, that is that is extremely, uh, extremely, extremely good, um, extremely interesting. Um, you really, uh, you really did, you really did an excellent job. Um, I want to thank you, and we will end it here. Uh, to many more, many more episodes to come with Thomas from Another Noisy Noise. Thanks. Thank so, you for having me. My, my pleasure. So Thomas was nice enough to send me uh, some of his music that he's given me permission to play um, on, this, on this episode. Um, if you would like, you can, you can either you know, skip it, you know, edit it out, you know, not play it, not listen to it. Um, but I, I think we should try if you want. I think we should try... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think we should try to give Thomas a chance to get his songs out there a little bit into the listening community and the ears of the listeners. Um, so here we go. I'm just going to play these out for you right now. I'm going to put them, put set up the files right here. Um, and so now from Thomas, here we have two pieces. Uh, the first piece I will play um, is called Candle Blower, uh, followed by No Name Nothing. All right, so let's give those a listen and uh, let us know uh, what you think.
Okay, Thomas, you did a great job. Thank you for joining me tonight. And listeners, thank you for listening uh, to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. That was Thomas Made a Noise, and I certainly enjoyed recording it for you today. By the way, I forgot to mention it at at the beginning, so I'll mention it now, that this episode was recorded on the 8th of June uh, at 2000 New York, 8 p.m. New York. Thomas, you did a great job. Um, Again, click the link in the description to learn more uh, to learn more about another Noisy Noise podcast and other ways of getting in touch with Thomas to learn more about his music and what he does. 1240-681-9869, Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. Thomas, I wish you the very best of health, along with everyone at the Helium Radio Network. I wish you the best, very best of health as well, and all of our listeners around the world. Take care, everybody. Stay safe out there. And uh, as I like to say, help one person today, help a million people tomorrow. Thanks so much. Aaron Richmond, Aaron's Opinion, Life Improvement Radio, Helium Radio Network.